I am going to read an account that Dr. Luke wrote to Theopilus, one of the military commander. Uh, and this is his account that he had sent as a special letter. And I want to read it for you. And then we'll go into how you can live in the spiritual power that is provided for you, right? How can you live a powerful spiritual life? That's what I want to share with you today. So this is for everyone. You have come here to spend time, and I want you to take home this nugget that to live spiritually and powerfully. Now, when the, the same day, the two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that, have, that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their face downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem? And do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? He asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, a powerful in word, and died before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they, were, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it, just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not Christ have to suffer these things? And they enter in his glory. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them, what was said in all the scripture concerning him. When he was at the t- table with them, he took the bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were open, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scripture to us. I want to talk about the burning heart. Okay? I want to talk about the burning heart and the difference of just just the heart. And I will tell stories and you apply it yourself today. Alright. So this week I got a phone no not me, my uh, office manager, secretary, Trudy got a phone call. It was a phone call from a lady. She came and told me that she wanted to meet somebody because she's going to die. Right? She's going to die and she wants to talk to somebody. And this week, this week had been a very busy week for me. 
my wife was not well. I wasn't too good. We had to plan for so many things. And I was thinking, do I have an extra time to drive and go to somebody's house uh, that I don't know, the person that I don't know? So I said, maybe not. Well, that bothered me. You know, it bothered my heart. And I was like, hmm, what's going on here? So the next day, I came in and said to Trudy, uh, do you have the number of that lady? You know, and I say, I, I think I'm going to go and see her. Just I'll dash, maybe five, ten minutes. So she called, and somebody had promised to come to see her, but they didn't come. So she was very excited that I was going to come. I didn't want to go alone, so I uh, invited Greg. Uh, he was pre- preparing for the breakfast. I, I said, come with me, you know. There's a lady alone. I don't want to go alone. So she came, and we went there. The door was already open. Now this lady, she is blind. Okay? And she started telling her story. I'm going to make it short. She is blind. Her husband committed suicide. Her daughter abandoned her. The doctor told her that she's going to live for six months. She's totally alone, and I can sense that she's afraid to die. She's really afraid to die. And in our conversation, as we were talking, you know, we were talking about this heart. The heart that has fear and anxiety. How can we have peace and rest? And I say, you know, one thing that I know, that if you give your heart to God, the one who created this heart, he can give you peace. And, uh, and she said, how can, I, how can I do that? What must I do? How can I do that? So I said, uh, you believe in Jesus that he loves you, he cares for you, he wants to have relationship with you. Uh, he said, you know, I've been praying. I believe in him. I've been praying this past week. I don't know why. I'm a Jew, but I've been praying. Uh, and say, well, if you've been praying, and she said, and she said, I've been having some dreams lately about Jesus and I can see like wonderful beautiful thing in my dream well uh, he's here already then and she said how do I know he's present I said well I'm here if it was not for Jesus I don't think I will be here we haven't known each other I don't know who you are total stranger showing up I think this is like God telling you he cares for you and she said so if I receive Christ, will I become a complete Jew? Right? So I said, yes, you will become a complete Jew if you receive Christ. You know what happened? She, she was sitting like that, right? And she jumped out of her chair, almost sat up, and she said, yay! And shed back and said, I'm going to invite Christ in my heart. And I prayed for her. Right? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Yes. It's, and uh, what, what I'm saying is, see, knowing about power and living in the power are two different things. That's what I want to say. And today I want you to live in it, not just know about it. Okay? And I'll share from my personal experience, like daily life. It's not like uh, one of those Marvel movies or Superman where lightning bolt comes from outer space and hit your heart and you turn into some purple green light people or something I don't know <laughs> right uh, 
not like that, but something that will warm your heart, that will make a difference uh, in your life. And I want to share this with you, okay? Because knowing God's power and living in God's power are two different things. Now, the first one that I want to share is this burning heart, right? Did not our heart burn while he was talking to you? See, what is a burning heart, right? What is a burning heart? Now, there is a power. We're talking about power. There is power. There is power within you. It's called the spiritual power that is within you. That takes, that can initiate, that is creative, that can collaborate. Okay, that can collaborate with your creator. That can take, that you can initiate it and be, cre- be creative. And this power will exert itself to do wonderful, mighty things uh, in your life if you allow it to happen. And how does this burning heart happen? It happens when you're in sync and connected with the one that created your heart. Right? We're not talking about artificial heart. Okay, we're talking about this original heart that you have, the one who has programmed it and designed it. If you're in sync and connected to Him, then your heart comes alive. So when your heart comes alive, then your mind is enlightened. Okay, your mind is awakened when your heart is set ablaze. Okay, and a lot of you are left brain people here this morning. What I want to say is, in order for your mind to come alive, your heart has to be set ablaze. How do, it, how do I do that? Okay, I was sharing this to my sons last night. Okay, because they're in high school. Uh, they're soon going to be dating and looking, looking at girls. Right? I'm telling them how to find a pretty woman to be their wife. Yes, okay? So I'm teaching them. This is what I did. Okay. So when I was in college, right? Before I met my wife, this, my wife, you know her, right? A smoking, hot, beautiful woman. You know that. <laughs> you know her. Yes. So, when my heart was like this, when I saw her, then my mind came alive. Before, I mean, I'm just walking down the street, doing nothing, right? How did my mind came alive? Okay, it was a birthday and a lot of girls are going to be there. Your pastor was very popular. Don't ask me why. I, I, I don't know why. But I was very popular, okay? So, what do you do? I bought this flower. Because it's a birthday, I bought some white flowers for this birthday girl. And then I bought this huge red rose. And I'm carrying crazy like this and walking on the street. Who does that? I mean, it, your mind has come alive because your heart is on fire, right? And I gave the flower to the other girl who was the birthday and I gave the red roses, big one, to my wife. She told me later on, why did you give that flower to me when you gave those white flowers to others? I said, because you're special. My mind is alive now, right? See, it worked because my heart was set ablaze. That is daily life for, for young guys, right? You want to pursue somebody that you like that is worthy of you you got to have your heart ablaze and your mind be alive and do something special right now you apply that in the spiritual thing even in the spiritual that is social life in spiritual thing when your heart is ablaze the things that you cannot see with your eyes your spiritual eyes can start to see the inheritance that is for you this heart when this is set ablaze What happens is you begin to make wise decisions. You begin to make wise investment. You're able to kind of see what is coming. 
and you invest wisely on that, it's because your heart has been set ablaze. Are you connecting? So when you're a businessman, and you are thinking, what am I going to do? You look at your heart. Let your heart be in sync with the Creator. Let it set a fire so you can make wise choice and wise decisions. See? Then you don't make mistakes because when your heart is ablaze on fire, you make wise decisions, your marriage is stronger. Because you care for your wife, you care for your husband. You're a good mother or a father because you invest in your children's life. You have good friends because you make wise choices about the people that will, you will encircle yourself. Your business grows because you make wise investments. You have good clients. See? Where does it start? It's setting the heart ablaze so that your mind will be enlightened and come alive. See? Now, so Jesus said that's why was not our heart burning. A burning heart, a heart that is set ablaze, is a mind that is alive and enlightened. Did we get that? So where is your heart? Today. Do you know where your heart is? What is the state of your heart? Have you lost your heart? I mean, are you trying to find it? Because some of you might have left your heart in public places today. Some of you might have left your heart in a bar. Right? Some of you might have left a place in a place that you never imagined you will go. And you're embarrassed to tell about it. How do you rekindle that heart? See, this is it. See, when... And, and it says here, and, and it says, um, And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while we talked with us on the road? And he opened the scripture to us. See, Christ is talking to these two guys. Let me give a little background here. So, a couple of women went to the tomb where Jesus was buried. And when they went to the tomb, the stone was rolled away, and he, the body was not there. But who was there? Two men in shining clothes were there, and said, why are you guys here? That's the question. And he's not here. Don't you remember that he will be delivered by sinners, and be crucified, and will rise again on the third day? And what happened? The women remembered. So they ran back, and told the disciples that, Christ is risen, and the disciples say, oh, this is idle tales, it's idle talk, unbelievable, no, not happening, right? So, these two guys are now going to Emmaus. This is amazing, this is amazing. My friends, if you want to see the sunrise, where do you need to face? To the east, right? What did I, what did I, you, if you want to see the sunrise, where do you face? They is. These guys are going the west. They want to see the sunrise and they're going the west. Right? Christ has told them to wait in Galilee. And Galilee is north. Very north. And they are going to Emmaus, which is the west. Why? Because their heart is dull. Slow. He said, you slow of heart. That's what Christ said. The, it means dull. Okay? Um, so they couldn't remember even three days before. What Christ has told them to wait for him in Galilee. I will rise again on third day. I will see you there. They're going. And they said, and Christ said, how did Christ describe them? Very sad. 
They were very sad. Like, when we meet friends in Silicon Valley, we work every day, and when we come home, what do we say? I am pooped, right? I mean, it's not a nice word, but you say, I am pooped. It means you're so tired, okay? I want to talk about this poop. See, I have a wedding ring. This is a 24-carat... 24-carat... Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to channel uh, Bruno Mars here, right here. <laughs> right? Anyway. Um, this is a 24-carat, very soft, right? Golden color. But do you know that this gold... When they were going through the refining, refiner's fire, do you think the gold appreciates it? No. No gold appreciates going through the fire. Say, like, oh, I'm going to go through the fire. I like it. I'm going to go. No. I don't want to burn. I don't want to get burned. But when they come out of it, do they like it? They like it, right? The thing about gold and poop is they're same color. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know that, right? And uh, if... If you're not willing to go through all this refiner's fire, you're going to say, yeah, I'm pooped. Yeah, because your life's pooped. Because you don't, you're not willing to go through the other end and to come out as a refined gold. See, you get the point, right? <laughs> That's the end of story. <laughs> uh, uh, but, so, this dull heart are not able to recognize why, what we need to do, how we need to make wise decisions. Okay, so how can we warm up our heart? So we're thinking, oh, it must be some supernatural thing. Okay, maybe it happened. I explained to you this week. So last week, uh, we went to a lunch after church. So we went there, many of us were there. And as we were, uh, uh, after the meal, I was going to pay the bill, and said, oh, somebody's paid the bill for you already. I was like, oh, wow, we should do this every Sunday. <laughs> right? <laughs> they paid the bill for me, my wife, my daughter, and I had a great pho, you know. So what happened, I was being thankful. But on Wednesday when I came to church, there was this uh, one of the member who paid the meal uh, for me was at the parking lot, and uh, I was blocking the road, for his son who was honking at me because I'm blocking his road because he had a flat tire. He's like, oh, I got a flat tire, so I stopped. And I'm trying to help with the, you know, changing the tire and the nut. And then Will and Evelyn came right back at that time, right? And, uh, and that person also paid the meal for Will and Evelyn, not just us, okay? And Will said, hey, do you have the gauge uh, to measure the PSI? I said, no, I don't have. Do you have a, a pump? I said, no, I don't have. Do you mind checking the PSI? The PSI was at one. One PSI, right? You need 60 PSI to drive. She was going to put on that one PSI and drive. So Will, <coughs> starting with this, how much is it? 30. Oh, it's 30. Long way to go, right? Help! Somebody help! So somebody came help, and we put it in, right? Now, Will and I and Evelyn were at the same time, at that right time, to fix the tire for the person who bought lunch for us on Sunday. Right? That warms my heart. I mean, I don't have to look for the moon 
to come down so I can touch it, you know, or blow the stars. I can see wonderful things in ordinary daily routine if I allow my heart to be set ablaze every day. So what happens is that since my my heart was warm, suddenly my mind became alive. And I was grateful that we have one another. See? Isn't that amazing? Those are beautiful moments in life. I don't have to become like the aqua man, right? And uh, like the green man or the blue man. I just have to have this heart to love people, share food, change tire for each other, right? Share vegetables from the garden, share our fruits from the garden, have lunch together, and wonderful things can happen. The problem is we don't do that enough now. Because we stare at the computer Monday to Friday, sometimes Saturday to Saturday. Where is the time for creativity? Where is the time for you to take initiative? Where is the time for you to collaborate with your creator? You are enslaved by your master who is making tons and tons of money. And you come like a machine every day. And there is no time for you to be creative. You might have lost your heart. You might have left your heart at the job. In order for your heart to set a blaze, you have to find it first. You have to find it first. And what is the secret? What is the highest thing you can do? What is the best decision you can do in the world? This is what one of the wisest men said. Solomon, the wisest man on earth, he said, Give me your heart. Give your heart to God. And observe the way. Let your eyes observe the way. He said, You give your heart to God and let your mind observe the ways of God. Isn't that amazing? That the wisest man said, The highest decision you can make on earth is to give your heart to the Creator. And when you do that, your eyes will be open and you will be able to see the ways, the path that is set for you, the path for health, the path for well-being, the path for fulfillment in life, the path for personal fulfillment in life. That comes when your heart is set ablaze and you hand it over to the Creator. But that's a hard thing to do because we want to control our heart. We want to control our heart. And this achy, breaky heart, right? I'm going to ride the old town halls until he die, right? Right. But the Creator is saying, give me your heart and you will see the ways. So, that's the dull heart, right? Now, I want to talk about the doubting heart. The doubting heart is... When a heart is divided, when it is halved, actually, then the heart stops. Divided hearts, half hearts, you do things, you know, very offhandedly. It means it's offbeat. When, when you sing song offbeat, it's hard, isn't it? When the drums and the bass or guitar are offbeat and you sing in different tune, it's just hard. It's not in sync. A doubting heart is like that. Okay? It's divided. And it's half. And you can't see. 
And uh, the words that Christ used was, uh, Oh, foolish and slow in heart. You know? uh, and uh, he also used the word, You're troubled. And doubts arise in your heart. You're frightened. You're terrified. A heart that wavers, a heart that is divided, a heart that is offbeat will become a dead heart. So what do I do then? He says, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. A heart that is in the hand of God will let the mind be transformed and come alive. And today I'm asking you to give your heart to the Creator. The one who knows everything, everything about your heart. He wants to care for that. And you don't have to be perfect to do that. In fact, if you were perfect, you don't need to give your heart to Him. Right? This guy is the most, most, most sinner of all. I'm the most imperfect, even in this church. Everybody knows that. But I come to God because He allows to make me to make wise decisions. He is asking me to become a better husband every day. He's asking me to be- become a better father every day. He's asking me to become a better servant every day to serve the people. And how to invest in people's life. Because that's my goal. I may not be good at many things, but this is what I live for. That I live to invest in people's life. So when I make a marriage better. When I make a relationship between a father and a son better. When I make someone that is already. That is thinking of committing suicide. Be, live a quality life. When, when I'm able to talk to a mentally uh, distressed. Uh, uh, ill bipolar. Right. And say this is not a shame. You don't have to be embarrassed. We are in this together. And we do life together, right? It's because my heart is burning, right? This is what God has called me to do. To make the quality of the life of other people better, right? And I'm finding out that collaborating with God is really good. Because good results are happening. I'm seeing changes, life changes every month, if not every week. Sometimes every day. I'm seeing those changes. I'm seeing husband and wife coming together. I'm seeing mother and son talking now after many years. I'm seeing people that are heavily depressed coming out and involving and leading. That's what I'm seeing. For me, that is resurrection. That is resurrection of the heart. Right? That's resurrection of the heart. And you can do this. You can do this. When you have a resurrected heart, because a burning heart is a resurrected heart. A burning heart is a mind that is set ablaze. But a restless heart is an anxious mind. A restless heart is a restless mind. It brings anxiety, anxiousness, because your heart is not at rest. I want to stop with this picture that I want to paint for you. Right? So, when I was in college, I played football, soccer. Okay? We came from the country where we used to call football, right? I'm not a good player, but I play. So I remember one time when we were playing, you know, uh, this, uh, the other team was leading by a goal, 
And it's a corner kick. Corner kick. And uh, it's going to come and everyone is there in the corner. You push and you know everyone. Right? But you have to pay attention. So I look at it and I pick one position. And for a split second, nobody came there. And they kicked and the ball was coming to me. Right? I mean, it's, it's a fast. Corner kick balls are fast. It's not as... But I can see it like in slow motion. It's coming. Right? Everything is clear. There was clarity. And I'm looking, where am I going to hit this ball? The goalie is there. I'm in the far end. And when the ball came to me, I hit so that it will go to the right corner over there. And the ball went in there. Right? It was because my heart was not restless. I was not anxious. I was ready. I was as clear as the noonday. It was as clear as the noonday. I saw the ball coming. Hit me, baby. <laughs> right? And I got the goal. And it was tied. Some of us are always running away from something or running towards something. We are just always running. A burning heart is a heart that is still. And they can stand. And you will find that people that are secure, women, men that are secure, you don't find them running here and there. You don't find them running for something, running away from something. They're able to stand still and make wise decisions. Because they're rooted and grounded. Their heart is still. It is in sync with the purpose of the creation And they're living the fulfilled life. They're not there yet, but they're living in it. That is the difference. And Ephesians talks about this. Put on the whole armor of God. And when you have put it on, your helmet, breastplate, it's a picture, right? The sword, right? The belt, the shoe. When you have put on everything, what did it say? Stand. You see that? It didn't say run. It didn't say charge. Right? It say stand. Because when you are able to stand, you will be able to make wise decisions. You will be able to make impact in people's life. And how can that happen? How can that happen? My son, give me your heart. My son, give me your heart. And let your eyes observe my ways. Right? And how will you observe? You can't observe if you're running here and there. Can you? I don't know about you, but if I'm running here and there, I can't see properly. I need to stand straight like this so I can see and observe. Observe everyone and say, Yep, that Margaret is beautiful. (laughs) I'm going to marry her. And what a blessing she has been to me. And to my kids. One of the best decisions I made in my life. This is possible because of the resurrection of Jesus. He tells you, no matter where you have been, no matter what you have done, you can start over again. And today is the day you can start over again. Today is the day you can start over again. Yes.
So we're going to sing a song here. And as we sing this song, you know, let the fire in you be rekindled. Let it burn. And let your mind be set ablaze. That you can impact your family, this community, this nation, and this world. You can do it. I believe it. You were created for those moments. You were created to make a difference. All of you, including me. All of us are created to make a difference. Let's go out and make a difference today. In our family, in our community, this nation, and around the world. But let's start that by giving our heart. So that the heart will be set ablaze. We're going to stand and pray. We're going to stand and sing. And some of us are going to be here uh, at the well. And uh, we want to pray with you. So as we sing this song, just come on over here. We want to bless you. If you want to start over, if you want to rededicate, if you want to come back home again, you've been with God before, but you feel like you have wandered far and you want to come back home, today's the day. Come on over. We will welcome you. We will love you. We will love you. And if you want to start afresh for the first time, and say, like Se Chuan, I want to start today. Today will be the day, April 21st, 2019. The day that will change my life. We will be here. We want to welcome you. Pastor Jonathan, can you please come out? Yes. And uh, some of the, uh, our board leaders can be there too. Because we'll have more people come that needs to be blessed and prayed for. Uh, some of the ladies can come here too. So, right? Miss Sharon, what do we got? What's the song that we're going to sing? Resurrecting. Oh, yes. Resurrecting power. Let's sing it and praise and worship God. Come on. Let's do it. <laughs>